All right, it is time for TJRS on Wednesday, October 20th. A, uh, a fall fall is in the air. We got comings and goings and Ashburn and lots to get into today. And here's Rigo. Thank you, Todd. Actually, uh, we'll get into Ashburn, but it sounds like more goings out there than there are comings. Today is a very special day. Today is the dude's birthday. C-O-C-O? Little dude turned 17. Oh, oh gosh. I gotta think, about 10.30 this morning, I'm guessing. Somewhere around there, I think. Up in, uh, what was it, the uh, not Columbia Presbyterian in New York City. She was born in New York City uh, 17 years ago today. And it was the, that's uh, nah, on the Upper East Side. I can't think of it. Well, it's not important. Anyway, yeah, so uh, dude had pancakes for breakfast. I gave her a choice of melon, pancakes, egg sandwich. Uh, and I forget what the other thing was. Something she didn't like, but she went for the pancakes. You're going to say, hey, Pops, so keep it coming. And, it's my day. Yeah, kind of. I think so. And it is. I'm kind of dedicating the rest of the day to her because I'm going to go home and start cooking. Uh, the menu tonight is chicken fajitas. You're going to be there. Oh, yes. Got chicken fajitas. Uh, I'm going to have some black beans, uh, some uh, Mexican rice, a little guacamole, and a little salsa, ice cream and cake, pinata. Now, I think we're trying for a pinata. I don't know if we're going to get one. Well, Coco has quite turned quite the baker. Can, oh. Any chance she'll cook bake her own cake? There's somebody. No, no, we wouldn't have to do that. But her sister Hannah's not bad either. Right. So the smooch is going to come over to her and me this afternoon. Her and I will be looking at making she and I. I, I forget. You're her. in the hood. I, I go back to Mary Greenwood in, in English <laughs> class. But I'll just say my daughter, smooch, Hannah, and I will. I'll just kind of assist her baking a cake this afternoon. Yeah, dude's quite a, a little baker, actually. She Man, that thing she made at the last event yet was amazing. Oh, I mean, the whole thing. She's got a guy she follows. I don't know if follows, but we'll look at YouTube some of his recipes. Or... Yeah, it's on YouTube. His name's John, but I can't think of, I can't think of exactly what it, I don't know if he has a last name, but he's John he's the Baker. Quite, John the Baker, and he does a heck of a job. So, yeah, we're all looking forward to a little dude's birthday tonight. And um, that's about it. I it, it's interesting. I had a couple of things I want to bring up. One, you brought it up, Rocky, Mr. Raccoon. He's back. I swear, I thought he came in September, like early to mid September, but it's actually early to mid October. Oh, I've got the date. I've got the dates down, and I forgot to ask you mm -hmm. last week. And as I was keeping it, I was keeping it on a down low because he's not. As aggressive this year for whatever reason. He's taken little divots out. Before, you know, he looked like a landscaper out there laying sod. I mean, huge chunks of stuff laid over. Now, maybe the grass has a better root system now. I don't know. Well, I think but, there's a couple things going on. Hey, Rocky's not a little punk anymore, right? So before, uh -huh. he was a little aggressive, maybe overplaying his hands. You've got an electric fence over there. You've you're got your, your yard lush. And he's a little more mature, widely seasoned, you think? And he's like, okay, uh, I better not bite off more than I can chew this That's year. a good point. You know, you, I, I don't know if, if, if he would think that way. <laughs> but, I mean, I will say he has experienced gunfire. <laughs> Raccoons ain't dumb. I hate to admit to that, but, you know, I was, uh, they were blanks, of course. The Cabin John kid? Blanks, of course. Uh, if I wasn't such a piss-poor shot... <laughs> <laughs> but I am. I still, I'm going to tell you what, don't want to talk about that because I'm, I, if I start thinking about it long enough, I'll get all depressed. I can't believe I did that. But then again, when I was out in Kansas, so I can't hear out of one ear very well, is that <clears throat> I'm a piss poor shot. Didn't used to be, but somehow 
maybe I'll come out of it. But yeah, so Rocky is. He, but what he's doing now is he takes you know just little like like you know instead of a instead of a you know a big like ten inch cherry pie, he's taking little tarts like little things oh. like this minis. So I'm going well. I can go over there and just actually with my foot just flip them over and it doesn't look like he's doing that much damage. Now I will say. I, I, and this was this is a revenge factor because I go back to when he was taken. And I'm going. I still owe him. I still owe him. So I'm thinking, am I ready for another midnight vigil, all night vigil? But the the point is though that it, I'm wasted the next day. It's like, and if he did, and what I, the thing I would probably be if I was smart, I'd do is maybe get up at four a, and you know be ready because the, la the last few times he's come has been really early in the morning. All right, so, so as the picture that we're showing and up there. What do you call that? I'm profiling him. You are 100% profiling Hey, the FBI, if, you know, they started it off. Mm -hmm. Great series on Netflix about the uh, the FBI profiler yeah. system or whatever. So you profiled Rocky the raccoon. I can't get in trouble for profiling a raccoon, can I? No. Okay. It's no, it's Won't nobody no. come. No. So, Just want to make sure because I'll quit profiling. <laughs> I mean, you know, I Listen, also if Peter well, wants to come after you, <laughs> well, that would be who it might be, because then I've got deer. And that's also another, you know, I don't know if that's a bridge too far. But, you know, technically, if I get permission from my neighbors, I believe I can sling arrows at deer in my backyard. I'm pretty sure I can. How good a shout are you with the arrows? Better than the gun? I've got a crossbow <laughs> with a scope. So, so. But that doesn't answer the question. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm much better shot with that. You give me a longbow. Yeah, you're, so you're not Robin Hood. You're not back over here. Yeah, but even you got I, the, you got the yeah, wow. Don't put, you don't want to come over to my house and when I ask you to put an apple on your head, get in your car and get the hell out of there. No, no, I'm no, feeling no. good, boys and girls. We ain't going down that road. By the way, that reminds me of something yesterday morning I told Coco that happened to me yesterday morning. <clears throat> For whatever reason, the time I get up and take Coco to school, the sun is coming up in just a perfect place where there are times it happens in the afternoon, late in the afternoon when I go and get her from tennis, like 5.15, 5.30, it gets into a certain segment of the sky where it's literally... Blinding. Ah, oh, you wouldn't believe it. So yesterday, I dropped her off. I'm coming home, and as I turned onto our street, I'm getting ready to turn on the street to go down to the house. I'm on a main thoroughfare there, uh, and I mean, it is... And you won't believe this, for about... 45 seconds to a minute, there's a song on the radio. I never turned the radio on, but Coco had it on. I left it on. And they're playing that song, Blinded by the Light, <laughs> Blinded by the Light. I couldn't believe it. And as I'm driving, getting ready to turn onto our street, I am literally blinded by the light with this music playing. And there's probably 15 or 20 bikers. And oh, I'm, I'm not talking boy. about tough guy bikers. I'm talking about spandex. spandex, spandex bikers. And they're all across the road. I mean, literally, there was no place for me to go. These dipshits are right in the middle. I'm going, why do people do this? Why do they do that? They have no respect. You know, they want respect. They, but they are give supposed no, to follow the uh, you, same when laws I say that, we are. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm being guilty here. Of, <laughs> I'm being a little bit, what do you call it, all-inclusive. And, and that's not true. Some bikers are very respectful. Although, yet, I've yet to see one stop at a stop sign. And technically, they're supposed they're to They're supposed to follow all the traffic laws we do. Car, exactly. But you will see some of them that hug the right side, give you plenty of room. And then you got those ones that want to crowd. And or you get three or four of them together. Next thing you know, they got the whole lane filled. Now, I don't want to get off on that. But anyway, I, if I would have went around there just going, oh, what the hell, and turned, we'd be minus a few bikers. 
Maybe cut some underneath the car, had to back up. Oh, either that or go call the fire department, get the jaws of life out, jack the car up. Hey, see if we can get Fred out from underneath. You're blinded by the light. He's met, and, and, and the song is playing. Blinded by Wrapped the up light. like a douche. And I know what is the gosh darn words of that song. I've not been known for 50 You know the words? No, I, I've always oh. made it. Wrapped up like a douche in the middle of the night. I don't know yeah. what it is. Well, that's what it would have been in the middle of the morning, early morning. <laughs> So anyway, um, it seemed like there was something else, but I can't think of what it was, so we'll go on until it pops back into my head. But Oh, another thing. Last week, I'm on the phone. And I have to say, I think we're all guilty of this. Um, I, I wonder, and we probably know people that do, but they would seem odd. We all have, like, catchphrases, but, you know, like colloquials or whatever you want to cue, patented, you know, re, not redundant, but because uh, that's what Mary Greenwood used. Crutch phrases? Yeah, basically. I mean, because I was on the phone last week or earlier in the week with somebody that was setting me up for an appointment. And every time I'd say something, oh, that's awesome, awesome. And then I'd do, you know, he'd talk a little bit more and I'd go, yeah, okay, yeah, it's a 59, you know, Ford Chevy or whatever, you know, and he'd go, awesome. And I'm going, that ain't what the word means, I don't think. But that, and then something the week before I was on with some lady and she, I can't remember what her phrase was. But every time they spoke, it was whatever that was, but this guy that said, "Awesome!" Then I realized I can't, I can't hardly talk, particularly if I see somebody walking down the street or a biker biking down the street or whatever. It's either dipshit or jag off. It's like <laughs> I realized when I'm looking at these people and I'm thinking, "Okay, that ain't awesome." And I'm thinking, "Everybody can't be a dipshit, can they? Or are they?" I've I need some help. There's a curve based on age. And more dipshits and jagoffs per year post 60 for damn sure. I have no idea, but I, I told Coco, I told Coco I was going to surprise her. I said, Coco, I'm going to quit doing that. I'm going to quit. See, I'm kind of confused as to do I have a problem? I mean, I because Coco says like all the time. You know, she'll say she like, does. like she'll say it. You but know. teenage girls have some really bad repetitive oh my god like like did you uh, you know there's like he was there like the other day and, and awesome's like, a big and, one and, for them too yeah so i'm thinking though you know doctor heal thyself <laughs> it's like maybe i ought to start working on my jag offs and dipshits <laughs> and then you know i'll be with coco once i cure myself i'll help coco because that's what they say on the airplane right when the mask drop down cure yourself and first. then cure somebody else right first. otherwise you can't do no good exactly well you you know you could cure people like jimmy swaggart did he was the last to know <laughs> because jimmy was curing everybody but jimmy hadn't taken the cure but he had sinned right Forgive did he sin father for i have sinned. Tears, yes, tears yes oh he was working uh, it, was it jimmy it was powerful good good stuff he knows his stuff speaking okay. of power yes we got a lack of horsepower out in ashburn as you like to say john there's a lack of lack of horsepower man so uh, here's the breaking news as we uh, TJRS on Wednesday, October 20th. And a critical move. Dustin Hoppin Hopkins, we, we, well, we've known he you for a while. He changed his name. We, we, Hopkins, <laughs> he decided I ain't going no Just place in time for Halloween. Uh, they've cut Dustin Hopkins the kicker, right? And it's been rumored for, Just within the last few hours? Uh, as Wednesday morning. Wednesday yeah. morning, they departed and they have signed Chris Blewett. They. <laughs> Which for, for for a kicker's name you can't make it up. I mean, seriously? Yeah, blew it. B l e w i t t. 
Yeah, I like and it. I uh, like it. <laughs> so, I mean, the jokes are going to write themselves. Blue, it's going to blow it. But the jokes are going to write themselves. Yeah. Now, interestingly enough, they've had him in at least one other time, if not two other times. They brought in a couple other kickers as well, but they did depart with Dustin a day. So, blew it, who has not kicked in five years <laughs> since 2016. They like pulling guys off his crap heat. 2016. They go you got to, Taylor Heineke. They don't go to the dealership. They go to the junkyard to find players. <laughs> so you're not, even saying, I mean, huh? you're not even saying the used lot? <laughs> you're saying they're going, they're going... That's where you get good parts a lot of times at a good price. Well, what, what in if... In fact, it, I just bought... Well, What about at auction? Like the Mannheim auction up in... I think right? you purchased a yes, car, I but have, the Mannheim auto auction up in Pennsylvania, that works, right? Absolutely. Same thing. Same principle. So you got, then the next piece is the junkyard. It's, yeah, well, <laughs> depends on what you need. They just needed a leg here, so you could go to a junkyard and get a leg. Now, if you needed a whole runner pass or whatever, well, that'd be an arm, but it helps if they have legs. Well, uh, I, I think it's a couple of things because it's starting to get real chippy and testy in these parts. We've seen this, unfortunately, this is a zillion I, times. I, I hate to cut you off, Todd, but this is the textbook method uh, in the NFL. When the wolves come, when the wolves come and they're right outside your back door, what is the move? You look around the room. <laughs> Runt of the litter. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like, uh, you know, master and commander is uh, when you're in the boat and you're, okay, we're going to have to draw straws. Okay, because we're hungry. You haven't eaten. It's like, okay, get Shorty over there. Shorty, here you go. <laughs> and you know that, and that's the end of Shorty. So I guess Dustin, D Dustin Hoppins, he played. Oh, see, the, you, it's hard to say. Dustin, I did that on Hoppins. I did it on purpose because <laughs> his new name is Hoppins. He's. Uh, I'll try to keep up with you. Yeah. Anyway, that like I said years ago, I, this has been going at least once. I for fifty years. You know, seventy one is my rookie year. I've seen it going on for fifty years. Anytime, anytime there's heat going on. Usually they got to find somebody and throw him to the wolves and go. Okay, this this is our problem right here. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember him being out there, uh, you know, rushing the passer and doing that kind of stuff. I just don't. Maybe Hoppins was screwing up the defense too. I have no idea. But I mean, you you had to know though. Remember, I asked you a couple weeks ago, or we talked about it a couple weeks ago that. But there's no, no, we're good. We're staying with Dustin. But. You're staying with Dustin until you ain't staying with Dustin. Which would beg the question, Taylor, baby, what's happening with him? Because, once again, the worst thing you can get is you, you get that, uh, what do they call it, when you know, like an owner, when he comes out about the coaches in trouble, and the owner goes, no, we're good, we're staying the course. Right. That's the worst thing you want to hear. When you're validated by the coach, yeah. you are. You're a marked man. <laughs> you know, you have, so, that, have that rent signer for sale right. sign so, up. So Heineke's next, believe it or not. Yes. I mean, he'll be the next to go. Yeah. So, and you know, at some point, I'll go ahead, I cut no, you, you off. No, you go ahead. No, that two times I've cut you off. Go it, ahead. No, it's your show, big guy. It's your show. Yeah, but there's got to be a modicum of <laughs> mutual respect here. Go ahead. Sorry, All right, I we'll go with modicum. Listen, Hopkins, while not not exclusively the problem because there's a myriad of problems, he has been inconsistent. And they have zero confidence in him in his long-range kicking of 50-plus. I mean, it was embarrassing, what, two games ago? When they went for it on like fourth and ten, or for you know within range of a, most kickers in the league today, they didn't even give him the opportunity. Right. Botched some extra points, so he's been on the hot seat for a while. So this isn't shocking. It is the path of least resistance to get everybody else's attention in the locker room. That hey, 
Nobody's safe. It's the kicker. Okay, whatever. For all we know, Todd, the locker room may have cut him. They had, you know, got a consensus. They got it together and said, said hey. It is. It is. Does everybody agree? It's him. Okay, somebody go tell the coach. We got to get him out of here. Uh, La- lastly, on Hopkins, just because I do get a kick out of this in today's modern day sports, you know, <laughs> with today. Make, make so it go away. They just cut him. They make just, him stop. They just cut him 27 minutes ago, and this is. Uh, this is. Let's do it this way. He's staring this at. This is into- from the Washington Football Team. Thank you, Dustin. Now get the hell out of town, kid. Now, if you recall, I don't get that. You got my back. I got your back. Remember the NFL, the whole campaign, football is family. I got your back. Who had his back? Yeah, you, know, you got the, you got your back till you ain't got the back. You know, it's like it's kind of what I said. You know, the wolves come. You got to throw somebody to them, make everybody happy. So that looks like what they did. I thought there was going to something I was going to add about um, the, the the kick. If you really get down to it, this would have happened. Second game of the season, had he missed the oh, second Oh, yes, kick. against the Giants. Mm-hmm. So you can see, truly, you're only as good as your last kick. And he missed – did he miss his last kick on Sunday? Because he missed one. I think it was, wasn't it, from 50. He missed uh, that one. Per, I, I, was over I don't 50 recall, yards. John. I think it was. I think that's right. He missed the last kick, and I'm pretty sure that was like, you know, finally – it was enough. We'd seen enough. We got to get give somebody else a try in here. And you know the team right now is in flux. Um, you would say looking at you know, I, I wonder though. And in, in, with all what happened, and we talked about this last week, this was way oversold. It, it started last year at the end of the season when this team made the playoffs at seven and nine. Nobody in their right mind goes seven and nine. You're on your way. You guys are piecing it together. You're, nobody would do that. I don't understand the philosophy of, and this comes from the team. Not, I don't think this is coming out of the, you know, necessarily from the coaches. And I have to agree with Rivera. We talked about this last week, when he kind of feels like, well, you know, the the expectations were way too high. I, I mean, he's been around. He knows what's going on. He knew his team wasn't going to be that good coming out, but. They want to sell tickets. They want to sell jerseys. They want to sell stuff. The team's going, well, that's your problem. We're selling stuff, and we're going to tell the fans we're this close. We're almost there. The reality is they're not, and they are in flux now, and this is what what you're going to see. It really takes – you've got to take a a hard swallow here and start preparing for the future. They're not – and this is where it's like, well, where are they? They had a a chance in the offseason, perhaps – to do something to get a big league quarterback. Somebody, the Rams went out and got the kid from, from Detroit. They, they had an opportunity to do that. Plenty of teams shuffled quarterbacks, big-time quarterbacks. Exactly, exactly. Darnold, he, he's down to Carolina. Carolina's playing so-so. So this is, and this is the new and improved part of the team, which is, you know, in player acquisition, whatever. we got two people you doing more it. more damn management and player management, well, GMs. So, so when you GM look at to the this, GM. You know, you're not quite halfway. You got a couple more games to get to halfway, and you won't even still be then. But you know, to get over the halfway point, I guess would be nine games this year. But right now, based on who they're playing now, if they come along here and knock somebody off, things change. If they if they go to Green Bay and beat Green Bay, whoa, what a big victory that would be. But you got to look at it and be realistic. And you know, from where I'm sitting, it looks like this team could very well be like two and. Six or seven before you know it. Well, when they get to the halfway mark, likely that's the likelihood. But let's analyze where we are at two and four. 
and where all the chirping is going on in the press conferences now, and everybody's looking at Rivera now, saying, is he good for it? And Jack Del Rio will be the next victim yeah. of this. Yeah, if, well, you know, you go to Kansas City, you can see where you can give up 20, you know, 30-some points, 31 points. But when the New York Giants hanged and could have hung 40 had they not messed up, that's early in the season. Now that second game of the season, but still, this was supposed to be Atlanta. Pride, this was supposed to be your pride and joy, exactly. I, John, they're statistically last in damn near every category. I mean, it's that bad. And can't and conversely, Kansas City's defense was or, awful. They, they were they were Kansas City had not. They only gave up 13 points, right? And some of those points were handed based on the turnovers right. of Mahomes. Exactly. Those, so that was the and, and fewest points that Kansas City has allowed since week eight of last year against the abysmal New York Jets, who only scored nine. You scored 13 against another shitty defense. Yeah, that's all true. And you, you score zero if you're going to have a chance to win a game in the second half. Completely shut out. So, and I like you said. I mean, you're looking at Kansas City's defense and go, they're not very good. No. You could see that watching the game, but obviously the offense is starting to peter out a little bit, and the defense, you know, the defense is the defense. So they've got a ways to go. They got some work to do out there. There's no question about that. So Rivera has now said earlier this week, uh, Monday and Tuesday, because uh, everybody was still saying, "Hey, what about Cam Newton? What about Cam Newton?" Because Cam apparently is vaccinated now and is looking for a job. And he's like, nope, nope, nope. And they actually brought up the notion that, uh, well, what about Kyle Allen? Right. And Kyle Allen apparently is ready to play. And he's like, nope, we're staying, we're staying with, uh, with Heineke. And uh, then they're saying Fitzpatrick is supposed to return in week nine or ten now. So you will run it, you know. So so you're going to head into the break. You've got at Green Bay. Then you've got the, another late game the following week at the Denver Broncos at 4:25. Then you have your bye week. So these next two weeks, is Heineke's dry out? Yeah, I gotta believe. I would think if they're down big to the Packers at halftime, would we be surprised? In other words, and they're not putting any points up. Right. I'm thinking you got to go to Allen just see what he's got. Give him a look. I mean, because they were high on him. They brought him back. No question. They, they brought him in here from Carolina. Nobody. Taylor Heineke wasn't anybody's – he wasn't even known or otherwise. It was Kyle Allen's right. show. Right, and he, and he beat Kyle Allen out based on a playoff game, which was a huge game for him. No, no question. question about that. No question. But you know what's interesting, too, is one would think that uh, Newton would probably, you know, Come here for a free lunch, you know, just to be, get back in uniform. I don't know, but you get the you, you get the kind of a, the impression he's a dandy. I don't know. And then, you know, I can't get past the fact that the short arm on the fumble in the Super Bowl. I mean, That's that a, as me as a player would have went, okay, we got this turd in the back. He ain't gonna. He couldn't help this team. There's there's no reason to go down that path. I got to be honest no. with you. Clearly, he and Rivera. And turning those, they don't have the relationship everybody thinks they have. Just well, because that's my he, point. Yeah, if they did have a relationship, he probably would have already been been no here. No question. And the same it. thing with uh, with Turner. I mean, they, they're, something isn't quite right there. Otherwise, right? Because there's too there's too much familiar. That's why Kyle Allen is here. Familiarity. Right. No question about it. And so also and the fact that the reason Heineke's here. Yeah. Familiarity. Yeah. Now I, I that you know now you, we're in the middle of the season, but their decision. What they decided to do, and you can see that to a certain extent it's backfiring, that for whatever reason they kind of thought they get somebody like Fitzpatrick, who they felt would be serviceable, 
that the defense was going to be so strong right. that they could hang in games and maybe Fitch Magic, if they, it, they didn't have him try to do too much stuff, could maybe eke out some wins here along the way. But it just doesn't look – I mean, you, you, I don't know what – you know, you, you'd have to get inside the war room out there and figure out what the hell they were what, – what they were thinking when they went this direction at that position, as we all know. The most important position on an NFL team nowadays is that guy, and yeah. it, one one could make the argument they were ill prepared for the regular season when they made the choices they made. I think that's a legitimate argument. No question about it. And we're not going to get into a lot of the off-field uh, continued shenanigans and emails and the this and the that and and just the ridiculous nature of all of this. But I will tell you this, John. Being native to this area and, and and you know this and what you represented in this town, the fans are revolting and it's oh, and it's big. Story. And let me tell you something. I've got the attendance numbers for the entire league right here. These numbers are stunning. Again, being a native Washingtonian and knowing what this franchise has meant to the team, dead last and by a lot, dead last out of 32 teams, with only 62 62 percent of that stadium being filled. Um, with the average attendance. With out-of-town fans. With, oh, with, with opposing team fans. Completely. That's the only thing. I that... will bet you 30 to 40% of that is, is fans from, uh, from the opposing teams. 51,000. 51,000. Now, here's, here's, here's some shocking numbers to you. 62% capacity. So the, uh, the New Orleans Saints are next at 74% capacity. That's another interesting statistic 74%. because they're, they're such a big draw used to be. Well, they are, but they have been ravaged by the storms mm. in the downtown and, and, and Mother Nature wreaking havoc down there. Surprisingly, the god-awful Detroit Lions are at 83%. The god-awful Detroit Lions are at they're, 83%. They're filling their stadium 83% full. 83%. And now that's the bottom three, right? Okay, so then you go to Jacksonville, who's... But awful. <laughs> they just got their first win. And have no tradition whatsoever. Zippy. There. They're at 89% capacity. Wow, that's interesting. And I find this fascinating. Philadelphia, 99.9%. We're going to round that to 100% capacity at 2-4. Really? and four. Uh, The New York Jets, awful, 88%. New York Giants, 1-5 at 90%. And San Francisco... Who's sitting at two and three? They are they are over capacity. They are at one hundred one point three percent. So they got really standing got can't get they in. got standing room only, and they got Amazing. so. But think about this in this town. And I was talking to some buddies here. Go back to the Halcyon days and and what this franchise represented. Mm-hmm. Even into the nineties, John, you could not get tickets. You could not get tickets, and now. <laughs> you can't. You can give them away. They're yeah. running them on Groupon. So, so for the fans, we feel your pain. We feel your frustration. Uh, we we are we are back in that. You know, it, it it is Lucy holding the football for Charlie Brown again. And trust me, again this year, it's gonna be different. It 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 is. It's funny that you brought this up because on the way over here, I was thinking to myself, as that old saying goes, "My how the mighty have fallen." I mean, this has been a steady downhill march for you have to say for 20 years uh there might have been some upticks when joe gibbs came back there might have been some upticks when mike uh, shanahan came back or came to play didn't come back but when he when he was the coach but 
after that, I mean, there, and some blips here and there, but I think with all the upheaval that we've seen in the last year and with, you know, the quality of play that, that this team has displayed over the years, it would seem to me like it was kind of, I had kind of, it was kind of a sad feeling that you had to see how, you would have to say, you know, it's a storied franchise. Um, John, it's top five, top six in the NFL. It right, was exactly, and now it's—I don't know—I don't even think that they're considered a laughing stock. They're—they're just so pitiful. It's and hard, pathetic. That, yeah, and fans, I think, for the most part, are finding other things to do besides spend money on this franchise that you know is complete. Seems to be keep going nowhere. Actually, they they keep seem like they're going down. Now, once again, it can all change. You know, next week if they go to Green Bay and beat Green Bay and and that make a statement game, I mean that's what they're that's what they're up against now. They have to knock off somebody that's good to get back some legitimacy. I don't think that that's necessarily going to change the trend with the fans going to the games. I don't know if that's going to do it. TV ratings are in the toilet, probably the lowest ever. And at least under this stewardship, uh, TV ratings by any metric were at. Uh, but remember, they're under new management, so maybe <laughs> they got to go back to the way it was. You did, you did, you saw that sign out there in Ashburn. It said, "Under new management, give us a try." Exactly. So maybe they got to go back and huddle together and say, "Hey." Well, back to your back to your marketing can this, can point. He, can he come back yet? Can right. he come back? Yet? So, so they're not good now, for the marketing. Let me ask you this: Do we know? In the owner's box on Sundays, uh, are they permitted to be in the owner's box and they be at the games? They're not officially banned, right, or are they? No, they're there. They are there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But based on what what the word is that not in control, the other— I don't think Dan can call in plays anymore through the headsets. I think that—I think they might have cut that line. That's a shame. (laughs) That's a shame. Because remember, Tanya said she leaves X's and O's to Dan. Is that what she does? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what she, that was her big interview with Adam Schefter, that uh, football is family, and I leave the X's Very and O's powerful. to Dan. Now, yeah, well. th- th- I want to ask you something, John, because back to the marketing aspect, and that's where we find ourselves here after six, six weeks, right? Mm-hmm. They're not good for the marketing that they presented to us, and our defense is top three, maybe even number one. We're right. unbelievable. Right. And you realize they gave up 499 yards. Let's call it 500 to yeah. Kansas City, right? Pretty much 397 passing. It, it, most of the second half, wasn't it? Yeah, right. But they did go, you know, they started off the game with the, uh, the <laughs> 10 plays, 95-yard drive, which uh, was, uh, you know, typical. But back to the 7-9 and nine last year, that we knew what our eyes were telling us versus a lot of people in the media, people who covered this team, were like, oh, 7-9 and nine in any other division, you wouldn't have been diddly squat. No. You would have been in, probably in last in your division without having the full standings front of it. But you're sitting there leading with your chin and crowing, and it's, uh, we won the division. Well, what was your record? Yeah. Seven and nine, which is almost unheard of. It's only happened a couple of times right. in and the modern era. It, there was a moment in time where it looked like six and ten was going to win it. <laughs> it was. Six and ten, which, it, would have, would have, which would have been unprecedented. You were the ugliest girl in an ugly girl contest, or you were the best-looking girl in an ugliest girl However. contest. However, it manifests itself. But So we find ourselves, and you got Green Bay. Now, surprisingly, in, in my little research, Green Bay's defense is what's is kind of what's carrying them right now. They're like fourth against the pass, 
And their offense is, they're averaging like uh, a couple more points in Washington, I think 23 or 24. Is that right? And Rodgers has had some spectacular moments, and they've had some close games. And they're at 5-1. and one. And then after what they did to the Bears last week, so they're back at Lambeau Field. And uh, this is not the game you want to try to get the ship righted, in my personal opinion. So you're going to find out what they are made of. And because I will tell you the one thing about the New York football Giants, and we said it at the end of last year, they've been playing hard for that coach. And (laughs) the Giants have lost a lot of tough games, with the exception of last week, when the Rams uh, manhandled them. They finally let they finally the wall caved in last week on the Giants. Uh, yeah, you know, I, to me, every week is that watershed moment potentially for for and it really I don't know personally. My guess is it's all on the defense. They've got to live up to their reputation. I should say their pre before the season started. They've got if this team is to do anything because you know otherwise then you're showing everybody that. We we didn't put it together the way we thought we had it put together. That you really, there's a little bit of incompetency here as to where we thought the true strength of the team was going to be. Um, and you're playing. This is a great team to do it against the Green Bay Packers. Go in there and you know let the Packers give them ten points, and and you know and then maybe squeak out a win. I don't you know this is one of those weird deals where it doesn't make any difference if they get a win, they get a win no matter how bad the Packers could play possibly because that'll give them life. But the other thing is this, which is really kind of vexing in a way. If they go out, if they go out there and play the Packers tough and still manage to lose, you know what's his name Rogers does something last moment that where you've got that's where it gets weird because then you got to go you're showing improvement and maybe that's enough if it's taken on an individual basis but you can't do it from a team standpoint where well you know like what do they call that where it's you know we're we're showing improvement well that may be moral but, victories yeah exactly more because you're still going to be two and five right and where does that take you but i think this is where it's at at least this is where i've been on teams and I don't want to say like this one because there's still a lot of the season to play, and who knows, Todd? We, we're not, we can't predict the future. It doesn't look bright, I'll say that. It doesn't like nobody's going to be blinded by the light here anytime soon. <laughs> but, but you know that it gets down at this point. You go out there, every individual. Forget the team stuff. That that to me is such a deadly mantra. The team, the team. That's so general. It's so vague. We're all we all we're all in this together. No, 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 no. Each is into it for himself. Okay. It's time for every man to be responsible for himself. I preach this when I go and I give speeches. It's do your job. And I think it's the same thing that Belichick tells the people in 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 New, New England. You go do your job. Don't worry about the team. Okay. That's for me. The wins and losses, that's for Rivera and the coaches. That's their responsibility. That's what they get paid for. Your responsibility is defined by the playbook. What's going on You know, moment by moment when that ball is in play on a football field? Take care of your job. If Forget about all the morass. There was a coach here that used to say losing was like dying, and I'm going, well, for him it should have been because that's his job. That ain't my job. I don't look at the scoreboard. makes no difference to me. When I'm out there on the field, you take care of business that that you're being paid to take care of. You don't start. And this is what you saw last week. Classic example of this is Mahomes. Mahomes fell into this trap when he started trying to do more than what was his job. Like just, they're going to sack me, so I better get rid of the ball. Maybe somebody will catch it. That's like. You what can't you do doing? that kind of crap. He should know better than that. I mean, Andy Reid went, what the hell was you thinking, son? 
So that's where they're at. Everybody's got to do what they're paid to do, and then you'll find out what they're all about. Forget the team. The team ain't going to get anything done here. Individuals are going to get stuff done. So if everybody performs at the expected level, which starting with the defense, right? Absolutely. Starting Start with, the defense. with the defense that is under the most Set fire. Set the tone. Right, and they're under the most fire, and rightfully so, because you got the, got all the draft picks and everybody gelling up there, and to see it look as bad as it does. I mean, you're not even middling. You're dead damn last. So that leads you to believe that there's some real malfeasance, something funky's out in the air out there that's going on wonder. again. And, and, and you knew going into this, and this is how it was marketed, that, okay, offensive work in progress. Got some young talent and uh, – Antonio Gibson, McLaurin, and Logan Thomas getting it done, and his his uh, his backup that's coming has done a nice job so far. So those question marks. So so now the problem when you talk about moral victories in Green Bay, and that's where it, it better they they need this more than life itself because here's the other problem, John. Dallas is five and one. Dallas is five and one. They're, they're going to speed. They are they and they're going like this, and you ain't getting any wild card. You know, short of some miracle and <laughs> that I don't even – I can't comprehend. But if you, you go into so. the bye week and you are now 2-6 and six and you're coming back off the bye week to play Tampa Bay, sayonara. Well, you never know where it's going to start. Um, and you bring up McLaurin. Now, there's a guy that does exactly what I'm talking about. His job. He goes out and plays, you know – I don't want to say flawlessly. I mean, you can look at the film. I'm sure there's things he can do better. But he's a guy that's taking care of business. Now, they need 10 more guys on offense. I don't know. Maybe there's some others. I'm sure there are, perhaps. But for sure, you need some guys on defense that are doing that same type of thing, people that will live up to their billing. And, and that's where it goes. Uh, if they can do that, then, you know, I, you know, it's too early to write them off. But, you know, from what you've seen and knowing where the, you know, what they're, what's going on at the quarterback position, knowing what's going on in the defense, you go, when's it going to change? When are you going to see something, you know, where you go, okay. And maybe that's enough. You know, they go up there, but they got to get more people doing what they're supposed to do on Sunday afternoon and let whatever else go and just focus on when the ball's in play. That's what I would say. So you having been on some clunkerish teams yeah. like that where you knew you were going to have to ride out a season here with six, seven, eight games Makes left. no difference. When I say makes no difference, I don't think to a true professional, there are those um, that will, you know, slack off because, mm -hmm. you know, all of a sudden you'd never see Randy White do something like that. Of course, I think most of the time he played on some pretty good football teams and they were usually going for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So we really can't say the jury's out on Randy. But I use him as an example sometimes as a guy you knew that if Randy White gets blocked, and he got blocked plenty, but that man was up on his feet chasing the ball wherever it was. He didn't stay on the ground for long. The he master. was up and on. Yeah. So. That's the kind of, you know, that's the way you have to play. I played on a lot of teams like this. And, you know, if I was on the field, I was 100%. Because, hey, you get your butt knocked off if you ain't out there and you're, you know, pedal to the metal. And I, and I, I don't know. Everybody's got a different way of approaching this stuff. But I find that if everybody tunes out everything that's going on around them and all the you know, the, the, the negativity that maybe is being said about them because they've, they've had the benefit of having a press that's been very, uh, I think, sensitive may not be the right word, but very, uh, what do you call it, kind, if you will, yes. to, their, to, their, to their failings. Now, maybe that'll change. I don't know. But people got to tune that stuff out and just go out and do what they're, you know, what they're paid to do. That's the way I see it. And like I said, it's the season 
there's still a lot of season. You never know. You win one game, then another game, and you start stringing some. And all of a sudden, it can happen. It can actually happen. Well, at the end of the day, they're all playing individually for jobs and big contracts, right? They all want to make more money. And that's the way it's got to be, and that's exactly the way it is. Just ask Dustin Hoppins. He didn't do very well. I wanted to correct and you yes, again, but now that you, now that you, That's I will true. never call him Hopkins again because now I'm going to be exactly. second guessing myself. Hoppy, Hoppy, we'll just call him Hoppy. <laughs> you got to hop on out of town, exactly. Dustin. Exactly, he hop on that we bus. We ain't got you back. Here's your apple. Here's your bird, man. Good luck. Oh yeah, hearty hand clasp before you go. All right, no, that's go. what it gets down to. Without. Because you won't have a job if you don't do it, you know? You'll get weeded out because if something happens and they pull the plug on this administration, there'll be a new, they'll come in and look at the film and go, oh, this guy, he wasn't doing what he's supposed to do. I don't care who he is. He's got to go. Jerry Glanville. That's the way it goes. Not By the way, for long. Uh, I have to mention, on Saturday at the Dulles Expo Center, yours truly will be out there. I don't know exactly the time that I'm set up to do it, but uh, autograph show out there this weekend. Ah, the, it probably uh, starts on Friday. And I'm not sure, but if you just go Dulles Expo, Expo Center, if you look that up online, I'm guessing. In Chantilly, yes, Chantilly, 100%. I think you'll find it. So I just thought if anybody would go like out, to come see out the big guy, get, say, uh, bring out your, you can bring out your own memorabilia mm -hmm. and, uh, and get it signed out there. Well, you, you got to pay. Well, I just figured, well, I didn't want people thinking, oh, you're going to be out there signing an autograph. Yeah, but. Yeah, make it's, a a, it's a professional show, and there's a, you exactly. and I'm sure plenty of other uh, Hall of exactly. Famers and some. They yeah. get some. They get some great. Well, there'll be some people there that you you know that you would never recognize. Two last fall, William Shatner, the Space Odyssey guy, was out there signing autographs. I recall this. I do recall. William this. Shatner was out. So who knows? I might have somebody from Hollywood out there. Not, you get some not characters. Not just all athletes. That's right. That's all right. Big. Chantilly Dulles Expo Center. Check it out. All right, Rigo. What do you think the line is at Lambeau Field? Oh, I'm saying uh, it'll be Green Bay, and they're going to be a minus. Uh, I'm going to go nine. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. And you swear you didn't cheat. You didn't peek. You didn't look. I have yet to do that, Todd. Okay, good. I trust you. I, your word is bond. If I can figure out what the line is, wouldn't I? Shouldn't I be able to figure okay. out how to make money? Yes. Let me tell you something. I thought about betting on last week's game. I did. <laughs> but I went, and then the first half, I'm going, oh, ain't you glad you didn't <laughs> oh, The second oh, half, I'm going, yeah. you dumbass. <laughs> now, fascinating that, uh, so that's a big line, but it's far from the biggest there are some clunkers. Jets. There Jets. are some clunkers. So we always go to see, A, where the Jets are, the Jacksonville, and now the Lions. Uh, L.A. Rams hosting the 0-6 uh, Detroit Lions, the hard luck kids. I, I'm going to go, I don't know, be the, you said it's the Rams, right? Yep. The Rams, I don't know, minus, could it be 14? I don't think so. 15 points. 15 points. The, uh, oh, here's another really god-awful team. The Houston Texans at the Arizona Cardinals. The undefeated Whoa. Arizona Cardinals. That's got to be the same as this last game, minus 15. 17 and a half. That is a large That's the biggest number. one's got to be. Uh, that is the biggest one this week. And then lastly, the Chicago Bears at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Slight, slightly surprised by this. I'm, I'm going to go, that's probably minus 9, minus 10. Minus 12 and a half. Minus 12 and a half. Minus 12 and a half. So they think Brady and them are getting their groove, and uh, I think their defense is starting to pick it up some, too. I think they're getting some guys back from injuries. And uh, Chicago, uh, Mr. Aaron Rodgers took care of them last yeah. week. And so, then he, uh, I don't know. I mean, they must be a really some, and I'm, I think there is really ill feelings between Chicago 
and uh, Green Bay and Green Bay. Because didn't Rodgers run up to the fans and yell, I own you, or I still own you, or something? I effing own you. I always have. <laughs> Pretty much I always will. Yeah. Well, you see, I'm I like, I like to see a guy with moxie and confidence. <laughs> Myself, personally, you never know. I would, I'll tell you what. He would impress me if he did that to the Philly fans. That would impress me. If he ran up to one of those sections and said, oh, <laughs> You and always have. And hey. then he'd better have about, you know, 10 National Guardsmen around him when he gets on the he bus. He should have gone up there. I own you. And you guys want the Rogers rate? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me have it. All right, guys. That's enough for this week. Rigo out.